Welcome to the Fantasy Football Wire Podcast with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Wire Podcast. Today is a fun episode. We're going to be going over some sleepers, some under-the-radar players. Bear in mind, this is May 14th, so nothing we say matters, but I'm glad you're here listening. I'm joined today by a special guest of mine. If you have been listening to this podcast for a long time, you will remember a man named Aiden. It was on the first several episodes. He was the co-host before he tragically passed away. Well, we brought him back to life finally, and he is here today on the podcast. You all can just call him the man who stole Alvin Kamara from me. Aiden, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I, I remember that trade. That was probably my greatest fantasy football accomplishment ever. <laughs> For those who don't know exactly what happened, this is Alvin Kamara's, it was his rookie season, right? 2017 or something? Six, I think Maybe it was 16. 16. But he was, he was not supposed to be good. No one knew of him. He was back up to the then great Mark Ingram. Yeah, and, and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and Adrian <laughs> Peterson. And I was really high on him for no reason, no reason whatsoever. I just had this good feeling about Alvin Kamara. And he was kind of a joke between us. We kind of laughed about him. And I ended up drafting him very late. And <laughs> Aiden convinced me before the season started to trade Alvin Kamara. You want to tell him who I got in return? Dude, who did, I don't even remember who you got. Who did Lamar you Miller. Get? Oh, yeah. And I got I got AJ Green in that trade, too, and he ended up doing good. I got I, Lamar Miller. For those of you who don't know, Lamar Miller is no Alvin Kamara. Never was. And Alvin Kamara is still a top 10 running back, top 5 running back most weeks. And Lamar Miller is, you know, selling insurance on Florida, yeah. probably. But that's that's Aiden's history. Um, and he also predicted uh, something well four years ago. So that is why you should trust him. <laughs> but uh, Aiden, give me your first under the radar player, your first sleeper pick. Um, I guess I'll go, I'll go with um, my maybe my deepest sleeper at quarterback okay. with Jared Goff. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Give give us the reasoning because I think a lot of people are on the verge of turning this show off. Yeah, I need to yeah. hear you give some backup for Jared Goff after last season. No, it's definitely a pretty hot take. Um, I think that the that the Lions have done a lot in this off season and in the past off seasons to improve. They improved their offensive line through a lot of draft picks. They got um, Sewell and like the last in the mm-hmm. last year's draft. They got um, DJ Shark in the off season. They got. Jamison Williams um, through the draft, who's who's also super talented. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown, and then they had, yeah, my I'm on favorite, site. my favorite. He, I mean, and he went on an absolute tear at the end of the, of last season. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was like the like the second most consistent of behind Cooper Cup. Um, but yeah, and they and they have DeAndre Swift and um, Jamal Williams, who are both good running backs. DeAndre Swift is probably one of the most talented running backs in the league if he can stay healthy. So I think that Jared Goff has um, all of the tools and it's, it's literally just up to Jared Goff, which is, <laughs> considering he kind of blew it with the Rams, might be a lot to put in his hands. But I think that um, I think that he's capable for the most part. I mean, he got to a Super Bowl, so he has the resume. 
Um, well, yeah, looking back 2018, the, the quarterback six overall the year before that, quarterback 12, year after that, quarterback 13, very respectable fantasy finishes. And even last year, he had several weeks where he was startable, 2018 yeah. points. It wasn't uncommon that he had a good week. It was just, you know, there's a certain stench surrounding him called the Detroit Lions. Right, right. I I, I think that, I mean, we saw this, um, like, with Matt Ryan and... and um, even Jalen Hurts, uh, like throughout mm-hmm. the throughout the years, where it's like their team doesn't have to do good for them to be good at, in fantasy. Um, you can still put up a ton of points, and Russell Wilson has been like that in recent years. Yeah. Yeah, and I, team... I like that you bring up Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts, one of the best things about him was the garbage time. And if right. you're looking at a quarterback with the offensive weapons, who will most likely have significant garbage time in every game of the season, that would be Jared Goff. Yeah, they're yeah, going to be sure. playing from behind in some high scoring games. So I, I don't hate that one. I'll, I'll keep you on for maybe another episode <laughs> <laughs> because I, 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 I do agree. No one wants Jared Goff on their team. I haven't heard him brought up anywhere online about a, a feasible fantasy option. And of course, you're not saying spend a top 10 pick on him, but no, you but, know, you can wait till after the draft and probably yeah, get him. You, I mean, yeah, you can draft a defense and a kicker before this guy. He's not, you know, he's not in high demand at all. <laughs> and you could have a you could have a top 15, top 10 even quarterback on your hands. Well, I will give you my quarterback sleeper um who's even deeper than Jared Goff. Uh Marcus Mariota. Uh I kind of like him and I've talked about him before on the podcast. I kind of like Marcus Mariota. He can run the ball. The past few times we've seen him throw, it's been fine. And he has had some good fantasy finishes back when he was in Tennessee. They weren't outstanding, but they were respectable. He's currently ranked the quarterback 29, which is pretty much as low as you can be ranked. And he is set to be the starter for uh, the Atlanta Falcons with, once again, several decent weapons. They made a lot of acquisitions in the offseason getting wide receivers. They just traded today for Brian Edwards. And it's another team, you know, Kyle Pitts is there. We forget about him because his rookie season was a little underwhelming. But I think Marcus Mariota, not that he's going to be a league winner, but I think that you can draft him pretty much after your draft and he'll be serviceable. At least matchup to matchup, he'll be serviceable. He's someone that just needs to be on your radar. This isn't a this isn't a league winner podcast. This is under the radar, and he's not under the, he's off the radar. He's you know, right. what is that thing submarines have that makes them go stealth mode? <laughs> I don't know no, your submarine I, terminology. No, I didn't research for this before the podcast. <laughs> should have sent you the memo, but but I think that he sonar sonar, or is oh, that yeah. went to Texas submarines? I have no clue. I thought that sonar well, and radar were like interchangeable terms. <laughs> the under the sonar part podcast. <laughs> well, I, I think Marcus Mariota, if you ask, does Marcus Mariota play a full season? I say probably not. But if he does, does he finish higher than the quarterback 29? What would you say? Aiden? Do you think he finishes higher at quarterback 29? Probably. Probably, okay. yes. Okay. Unless That's he gets all hurt. you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. But I, I kind of like him. Kind of. Don't take this out. I kind of like him. Don't say Calvin likes Marcus Mariota. Right. Well, I'm sure that the other Calvin, Calvin Ridley, uh, is going to put a lot of money on <laughs> on his boy Mariota to carry him through the season. So who is your next sleeper or under the sonar player? Um, 
So I, I guess we'll stay on the theme of, of quarterbacks. Um, and this is one that I know that you agree on from oh, yeah. um, past statements, and that's Jalen Hurts. He's still significantly underrated. Um, he, like according to Sleeper, his ADP is at 67.4. So that's like, what is that? That's, I mean, in 10-man leagues, that's like the sixth round. And so if you're getting like a, like a QB that can be like a QB like three or four, probably by the end of the season, I mean, he's, I would put him behind like Josh Allen, maybe Patrick Mahomes, if, if even that Patrick Mahomes. I don't even think, no, I think Patrick Mahomes will do worse than Hurts. He lost Hill. Yeah. It, I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is probably still above him if he stays healthy and they play well. But I mean, Jalen Hurts has, has everything that you want in a fantasy player because he's basically kind of like Lamar Jackson, like a mm-hmm. quarterback running back hybrid. And he has the weapons now. That was the big problem last season. He has the weapons. He has A.J. Brown, his wide receiver. He doesn't have to rely on Jalen Rhaegar anymore. Right, right. And Devonta Smith, he, he was good last year. I mean, he wasn't great. He was a little bit underwhelming, but it's, I mean, but that's because they were, we're they comparing were him to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who have had, you know, record-breaking rookie seasons. Right, right. But taking them kind of out of the picture, you zoom in on just, just his season. I thought... You know, given Jalen Hurts' struggles at quarterback, the first time he's really started, the fact that what did uh, what did Devonte Smith finish with? How many yards? It it, it wasn't a bad season at all. He finished with nine hundred sixteen yards. I mean, that's that's respectable. That's not, not bad. So, in, did where he, do you did think he play all games? Did Devonte Smith play all all of the games? Yes, he played all seventeen. Okay. Where where is the lowest you think Jalen Hurts can finish? Because I have my um, answer. I want to hear what you think the floor is for Hertz. Barring no like significant injuries to like yeah. him or his squad, I would say top eight at least. Yeah, exactly. That's where I would have him. And how high do you think he could finish? Do you think he could finish number one, potentially? Everyone's healthy. Do you think he could? I definitely think he could um, if Josh Allen absolutely just blows it. But I... I don't know. I feel like if he has improved at all as a passer, he's top three. If he's yeah. improved, because his passing still wasn't great last season, and he now no, is more. It was atrocious. If just season. if he's just improved at all, he's got to be good. Yeah, no, I, I, agree. I. He's probably the number one player that I am. I'm walking away from the draft with. I. I don't. I. I. I can't see myself not drafting him. My only fear with Jalen Hurts is that. They don't trust that is that like the the Eagles organization doesn't trust him passing um, and that can affect his confidence for one, but it also is going to lead them towards what they did towards the end of, the, of last season, which was go full run game only. You mean like 80 runs a game? Exactly. Well, yeah. And they have the running backs to do that is the is the scary part. So here we go. That being said, why is Miles Sanders CBS Sports RB 29 right now? How does that make sense? Because. Miles Sanders, second most efficient running back last season, over five yards a carry. When he was healthy, he was their main guy. He can catch. And despite the Eagles running, he didn't have a touchdown. So we are going to see that positive regression. What is the rationale for Miles Sanders being ranked so low? I, I would guess it would be the competition in the backfield and and with Jalen Hurts. Um, and because he was a little disappointing last season. I mean, he was drafted as like a top, 15 or top 12 running back last year and he was injured um for a fair amount of it which which drops people's value 
um, drops the ADP, but sometimes the fantasy football community likes to drop it way lower than it needs to be. Uh, I mean, with the competition of the touches, yes, Jalen Hurts will take some, of course, but there weren't that many designed Jalen Hurts runs. It's not like he was taking them away. He scrambles. Right. And then Boston Scott has been there forever and hasn't done anything. So really what we're doing is saying we're scared of Miles Sanders because Kenneth Gainwell, the worst version of Miles Sanders. Right. Right. They and the Eagles, they don't have Jordan Howard anymore because he did he no. He, he vultured a lot of, of touchdowns. They don't um, have Howard. And I guess we're dropping him solely really the injury, which you know I don't see people dropping Dalvin Cook. I don't see people I still see people drafting Saquon Barkley. I see them drafting, I think, Christian McCaffrey's, you know, a consensus top three running back. So we're forgiving the injury for those players. With Miles Sanders, nope, he gets dropped. Running back 29. I mean, that's that's so yeah, low. It's significant. I mean, so like with Dalvin Cook and, and Christian McCaffrey, the reason they don't get dropped so low is because their ceiling is so high when they are healthy that you know, like you can't drop them that low. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey's averaging 30 points a game and Dalvin Cook's averaging 20 points a game, that's like more that's better than what Miles Sanders has done. But it doesn't matter because Miles Sanders could put up yeah. 15 to 25, I would say, weekly. I guess here's here's the kind of mental game I have to play. I go, okay, if Miles Sanders is averaging 4.5 to 5 yards a carry, which is, you know, fairly normal for him. The Eagles are running a lot, and Miles Sanders plays 12, 13 games. Let's just say he only plays 13 games a season. Would you spend a, you know, your 29th overall running back pick on Miles Sanders? Yes. Would I spend an earlier pick? Yes, I still would, because I think that I think that the fear of injury is baked into that ADP, and I think it's way, way bigger than it should be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm I'm glad to have someone a little bit on the Miles Sanders side of things because every time I make a TikTok about him, people people don't like it. They don't like hearing about Miles Sanders. Who's another uh, Who's another sleeper you've got though? Okay, so here is probably my big my biggest running back sleeper, and that's Leonard Fournette. I think that people have forgotten about him because well, first of all, he was you know, he was on the Jaguars and they were horrible. Actually, they, they actually made like the AFC. Um, <laughs> But they they made it far that one year, yeah. Blake yeah. Bortles, but um, Fournette, Buccaneers, right, right. He's he's been battling with with uh, Ronald Jones, Rojo, Rojo, and that has taken away a lot of Fournette's. And on top of that, like his inconsistency with um maturity, I guess I, I don't know. It's like they didn't trust him, um, and it wasn't necessarily like his gameplay. It was more like his character, maybe, but it was like. I don't know. It was it was something with the coaching. I feel like that's gone now, though. Um, and he's the only option. I mean, like I think it's like Keyshawn Vaughn is like their backup running back now. Yes. So, I think that that's one of one aspect that's really appealing about him. And when he's good, he's amazing. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we saw he that. catches the ball too. And he catch yeah. I mean, he was he was good in the playoffs uh, for the most part. And he was good at the end of the season uh, when we saw him, like the offense almost run through him. And the fact of the matter is, Brady's getting old. Brady mm-hmm. is up there in age. He's not, he can't throw it. Actually, he can, which is kind of scary. But I'm just predicting a bit of a decline. 
and they're going to need to take the load off of Brady to an extent. And I think that Leonard Fournette is like the perfect, uh, the perfect outlet for the Buccaneers offense. And talking about, you know, Brady, he's going to take a lot more of the checkdowns to him. That's going to, and in PPR leagues, that's what you want. I mean, remember James White for all those years. And yeah, the Ronald Jones thing was frustrating because Ronald Jones was irrelevant. And then if, if Fournette made a mistake, you know, they're out of the game. Exactly. And you go pick up Ronald Jones, play him. He has a 99 yard touchdown run one week. Then he misses a block the next week and he's done. Exactly. So you just kind of lose that anxiety, I think. For so, sure. I Hopefully like you do. <laughs> the, the Buccaneers <laughs> coaching is, is odd at times. Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn is the next sleeper. Yeah. So next on my list is uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a great player. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I really do think that Fournette could end as a top. I'll say, I'll say seven to be safe. Top seven running back. I think that's I think that's very fair. And I want to bring up my next sleeper is someone also on the Buccaneers, someone who is not appealing, but someone who I think is a good wide receiver who last season when his his the main wide receiver on the team stepped away for personal reasons, which turned out to be uh he was playing the casinos, he stepped up and was a good fantasy wide receiver. Now he's with a better quarterback, Russell Gage. Russell Gage currently ranked wide receiver 47 on Fantasy Pros. I think that with Antonio Brown gone, Mike Evans has been banged up, and Chris Godwin coming off of that ACL injury, I think Russell Gage could really be leaned on by Brady early on in the season, and I think he could have some very solid weeks. I'm not calling him to be a top 15 guy, but I'm saying top 25, I think is very much in the realm of possibilities for Russell Gage. I think he's just so uninteresting to fantasy players because he's been in the league so long and he's never really done anything special. I don't think he needs to do anything special, but I think he can be your wide receiver three, your flex option in a yeah. lot of weeks. And I think you'll you'll be happy with it. Yeah, I think he kind of, um, he could kind of play like that, like Tyler Boyd comparison or Cole yeah. Beasley type of type of player where it's like, he's not the number one option and he might not even be the number two option, but he's going to, I mean, the, the, the offense is potent enough to support multiple receivers. Um, and the Buccaneers probably have one of the best offenses in the league. Here, so, here's I mean, Russell Gage week 12 on 18 points, 21 points, 10 points, 23, four, eight, 27. That it's not perfect. He was inconsistent, but he showed me more than wide receiver 40, 47, 49. He showed me more than that. And now he goes, signs with Brady, who needs another receiver. Especially Gronk's gone. We forgot that. Gronk probably isn't back. True. I think True. that Gage could really surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, and not having Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown was a good receiver, generally speaking, when yeah. he was healthy and <laughs> present. Um, he took a lot of targets, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was... He was good, and of course, he had a connection with Brady that Gage will have to develop. But I think it's definitely something that could um, could definitely be found at some point in the season. All right, who is your next under the radar player? We got time for a few more. Um, I'll go ahead, and I'm, I'm just going to go to receivers. I think that Robert Woods has drastically nice. slipped under the radar. Um. He was injured for a significant piece of last year. He was a disappointment, actually. 
um, mostly due mm-hmm. to the to the rise of Cooper Cup, which was kind of unforeseen by by most people. Uh, I mean, because Cooper Cup was drafted in like what, like the fifth or sixth round, or maybe seventh round in a lot of leagues last mm-hmm. year. Um, and Robert Woods was drafted in like the fourth or fifth, and now he's dropped. He's dropped his ADP um, is at eighty nine right now. Totally. Which you know, if you can get like an eight, like an eighth round pick that is like the wide receiver one on his team with a you know Tannehill's not the best, but AJ Brown was a top. 10 receiver for a while. I think that Robert Woods has a good, um, a good shot and he doesn't have any competition on that Tennessee team other than like Derek Hendring. Traylon Burks, but we saw he's, you know, I, I, I'm not fully bought in on Traylon Burks at all. And, and even with AJ Brown, it took a while for that rookie to develop. And I think Brown was a better prospect than Burks, but you're Right. right. Robert Woods before 2021, three consecutive top 15 PPR finishes. And it's almost like Miles Sanders, where we're just for some reason treating his injury so much differently than other players. Right. We're dropping him off the cliff because of the injury. No, I like that one. Now, do you think that the Titans will be a little more run heavy trying to take the load off of Derrick Henry? Or do you think that they will continue trying to ride Derrick Henry until he's completely run through? Um... I don't know how much Ryan Tannehill Tannehill can. Mm-hmm. I don't know how do. much he can do. <laughs> it was it was almost sad towards like the like the end of last season and into like the off season with his behavior. Um, even towards like their rookie quarterback. Um, uh, his name is slipping me. Uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's gonna have a job. I don't know if they're going to try to replace him this year or if they're going to wait till his contract runs out or what. He's older. Um, so that's something to, to, to look at at least. And if the Titans significantly slip in, in like the record, I think that, you know, just plug the rookie and give him some experience and let him, you know, let it go. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to be a playoff team. Right. Which it could, it might not be. And yeah, I was disappointed with Tannehill because in 2020, he was a very viable fantasy option. But last season, he, you know, really busted all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, week week 14, a lot of people well, a lot of people were picking up for the end of the season, you know, get some favorable matchups, but against Houston, seven points. Against Pittsburgh, seven points. Against Miami, 12 points. He just really disappointed. Uh, and yeah, I think that there's a reason they took Willis, but I, I still think, yeah, like you're saying, he's not the guy for the job probably, but he, I, I do agree with you. He will be able to support Robert Woods having a relevant season. I think so. I think so. I mean, if 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 Jared Goff could, then then I think Ryan Tannehill is equal or better. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, I'm going to jump into one that I know you agree with as well. Um, Travis Etienne, currently RB22. People are scared because of the injury. It was what the Liz Frank fracture. I talked to a doctor. Nothing to worry about. It's not like an ACL injury where you you want to avoid them like the plague the year after. He should be good to go. He should be normal. Travis Etienne, which back in college was phenomenal. He was mm-hmm. drafted early by this team to be an all-purpose weapon to catch the ball, to run the ball. James Robinson ruptured his Achilles. People forget this. I, I had forgotten. James Robinson ruptured the Achilles at the very end of last season. Right. He's not even going to be ready week one, most likely. No, there's and, no there's and, no and no one recovers from that ruptured Achilles very well. I mean, do you remember uh gosh, who was it on the Texans? He was the next big thing. Dante Foreman. Mm. 
He had the breakout game, ruptured the Achilles, hasn't been heard of since. Marlon Mack, same type of deal. Cam Akers, I don't know how he recovered so fast, but when he came back, he kind of looked like crap, honestly. Yeah. What, two yards of carry and four fumbles? So there's not a lot of reason to believe that James Robinson is going to come back and really be relevant. So I think ETN is in line for a massive workload on the ground, a lot of checkdowns from a young, inexperienced quarterback, and a lot of designed uh, pass plays as well. Are you all in on Travis ETN like I am, or do you still have concerns with the Jacksonville Jaguars and their recent history of... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's obviously um, quite a few... Quite a few bound like or as like obstacles that ETN will have to overcome. It's interesting that you brought up Marlon Mack because uh, I, I it's I just <laughs> is he your it's, next it's sleeper? So, no, no. Okay, <laughs> um, but it is very similar to like the situation that Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack encountered on the Colts, where Marlon Mack tore his or his Achilles the year before. Jonathan Taylor was like the rookie that was supposed to be the next big thing. He came up, took a spot, and then the rest is history. Um, and I kind of see that. Is, is possibly happening here where Robinson just falls back into that running back to spot and then they just go out, you know, they write his contract out and then he goes somewhere else. The, the Jaguars don't want James Robinson, which is just weird mm-hmm. to me. Um, no, he, I, he's, I good, he's good, but he's not special. He's not that special playmaker. He's not fast. He's yeah. not strong enough. He's, he's fine, but he's the type of the guy that in three years he's going to be, you know, battling touches with Rex Burkhead or something. <laughs> Right, it's like it's like the Steelers with James Conner too, where they they yeah. replace him with uh, who's the running back right now? The, uh, uh, Najee, Najee Harris. Right, it's, he's fine, but not what they want for the future. Yeah. Exactly. I I think that Etienne, if he comes back and is healthy, um, yeah. could definitely could definitely end higher than higher than a fifty one ADP. What's the highest you see him finishing running back in PPR leagues? What's the highest? The highest, I would say it's just outside the top 12. I would top say 12. Yeah. I think that he is going to be like around like a Kareem Hunt kind of placement. Uh, just because I don't have trust in that in that offense. I don't see, think that Trevor Lawrence is, is quite ready. See, I think he could finish top. I would put him six, honestly. I think Bold. he could be that early Kareem Hunt. Remember Kareem Hunt back in the good old days? Right. I think that's what he could be. 2017 Kareem Hunt is what I can see Travis Etienne being. And it could be garbage, but he's going to have the volume, just like DeAndre Swift. Just like James Robinson and Leonard Fournette the years previously for the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. People forget quickly that Leonard Fournette was a good running back. Well a good fantasy running back the year before he got cut from Jacksonville, you know, that gross 2019 season, he was still the running back seven in PPR leagues because he got a hundred and seven. He got not 176. He had 76 receptions for 500 yards. They, there just aren't that many weapons. I don't really believe in Christian Kirk, the $84 million man. So have I convinced you that he can finish higher yet? Or are you still a little lower? I'll concede and say he could finish top 10, but win up two. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I, I don't know. Okay, that's that's fine. That's there's fine. a lot of running backs that I would that I would still prefer over ETN, but I think okay. the ETN has has a really high ceiling. Okay, Travis ETN or Leonard Fournette? 
Fournette? Okay. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne or James Conner? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Etienne. Etienne or Elijah Mitchell? Uh, just because I don't uh, the the 49ers like the like the committee, so I'll go with Etienne <laughs> on that one. And they like injuring their running backs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's about where you've got them. All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to do one more sleeper before I get into uh, some fun, some fun surprise stuff, uh, okay. Give me your last sleeper. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with a bold one, one that people might not like. Uh, Marcus Mariota again. <laughs> Marcus Mariota again. We're doubling down. Don't you? Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I think oh. that. I think that he has a bad rap because he. Just kind of yeah, he's, he's a TikToker because <laughs> he's kind of annoying. Um, but I don't know. I think that coming off, I mean, his his ADP has dropped through the floor. It's like ninety four, mm-hmm. so that's like a ninth round pick for a player who used to be getting drafted in like the third round. Um, mm-hmm. He's gonna be the I mean, he's gonna be like the wide receiver one on this on this Chiefs team. Most they likely, don't have yeah. they don't have they don't have anyone. He, he did not do his job for the Steelers, but he was with. You know the the New sad one, shell of a ben. man of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, exactly. And when you have Patrick Mahomes as your as your quarterback, I mean, if he can make Nicole Hardman look good, then yeah. I think that Juju Smith Schuster is more than talented um, enough to to produce top twenty, top fifteen numbers on that team. Okay, I like it. It's kind of kind of like the Russell Gage. We're mm-hmm. not saying he's the league winner, but he's gonna be fine. And sometimes fine is all you need. I I, tr- I really see Juju Smith Schuster getting a lot of his value in PPR compared to okay. standard, kind of like his his old teammate Deontay Johnson, because it was like even even though they might not have like four touchdowns a game or you know two hundred and fifty yards, two hundred yards exactly. They they're gonna have like ten to eleven receptions a game. So if your floor is already at ten points then you're set. Yeah. Uh, One touchdown and you're having a great week or, you know, 60 yards. Yeah. When you have the volume. Well, I like that one. I don't think any of those takes were too crazy, but I think they were some real under the radar players, especially, uh, especially uh, Marcus Mariota and Jared Goff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I want to give you some, some prize picks news. So, for anyone who doesn't know, PrizePix is the main sponsor of this show. Use promo code PROFIT when you play to be entered in fun giveaways. But one of the coolest things they do is uh, PrizePix futures. So when people get drafted, they release very early projections for stat lines, and you can bet the over or the under on that. So I want to read you some of these rookie stat lines, and I want you to say just off the top of your head if you're going over or under. And then based on what you say, I'm going to spend my entire savings and put my whole financial life in your hands. Okay, ready? All right, I'm ready. Brees Hall, 800 rush yards, over, under. I'm going to go under. Okay. Kenneth Walker, the third, 550 rush yards, over, under. I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go over on that one. I'm going to go over on that one. Okay, okay. You don't trust Rashad Penny. I know I played six games in five years. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like this so far. Let's go to the wide receivers. Chris Alave, 725.5 yards over under. 
mean, that's got to go actually, over. Yeah, go I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over on it. Okay, good choice. Jameson Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Titans, 850 receiving yards. I'm gonna go. Hmm, he's gonna get real close to that. I'm gonna go under though. Okay, I like that under. too. Especially if there's a quarterback controversy, low yardage. Right. And then we'll do George Pickens. Actually, no, I'm not going to. That's we don't even know who their quarterback is. I'm I'm gonna skip that one and I'm going to go to a quarterback. And I'm gonna give you, since you're a Bengals fan, Joe Burrow, four thousand six hundred and fifty yards passing over under. I'm all in on Burrow. We'll we'll go over. <laughs> Okay. He's not a rookie, but I know you're a Bengals fan. Right. So we'll right. go over on Burrow, under on Burks, over on Alave, over on Walker, under on Brees Hall. And to show you guys how much you can make doing prize picks, if I bet just 100 bucks and I get all those right, guess how much I would get, Aiden? Uh, I have no clue. Like A billion dollars. Thing. <laughs> no, I would get a thousand. I would get a thousand bucks. If you get five correct, your money's multiplied ten times. If you still get four correct, two times. And three correct, meaning you can be a pretty bad guesser and it's still multiplied point four. So you get your money back and a little bit. So go download prize picks and play that. Aiden, you haven't used my promo code yet. So you I'm haven't sorry, won man. the giveaway. You can't be entered in the giveaway. I'm giving away a signed Joe Burrow um Body pillow. So go play. Go, go right now. Go down prize picks using promo code profit. <laughs> Aiden will be back in five. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to this uh, final episode of the, the podcast. And uh, we will see you next time. And say goodbye, Aiden. See you guys later. Thank you for having me. You might be back. Depends Maybe. on how that Jared Goff take ages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or my Brees Hall take. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time.